You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that stays at a respectable 60 frames per second at all times, except when there's more than six characters on the screen. (laughs) I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. Hey, thank you all for tuning in this week. We have a bunch of things to talk about. We're going to talk about the um, James Gunn DC uh, movie shakeup. We're going to talk about some trailers, all sorts of stuff. But first, let's get into some things we've been checking out. Check it out! It's a me, a Mario. That's not the voice. You'll have to wait to hear the voice. It's the voice. It, it was, was the voice. It, it, it was, was the, the voice, voice, as it turns out. <laughs> especially, especially from that Toad clip where he's doing that Jersey accent. Yeah. It's a, it's a me. It's a me. Mario. God, Hello, it, it is I, Mario. It is I. It is I. <laughs> Let's uh, go place. Let's uh, do this. You know, <laughs> that voice just sounded like, there was like this web nerd, like this web fan series that was made a long it was a long, long time ago on the internet it was called um modern mushroom warfare or something and there was like a whole like serious nintendo it sounds vaguely familiar yeah and like <laughs> that's kind of how mario sounded like you like this <laughs> gruff hero i i played like 20 minutes of wario world before i came over here today because i was messing with my gamecube in my mm-hmm. office <laughs> And the voice, the Wario voice work in that game is so good. Charles Martinet is is such a a blessing. He really is. And I feel bad that he's getting sidelined. He's getting sidelined for a stunt you, casting. You, you you know what his his it's going to end up being. He's he's supposed to be in the Mario movie. And I originally said, oh, he's going to be like Mario's dad or something like that. He's going to be in like a post credit scene or in one scene or something like that. No, what is going to what's going to happen? My my new prediction: post credit scene after the adventure. The Toads have created a video game based off of the adventure, and Martinet is go- Mario is going to pop up in their video game version, and Martinet is going to do the voice, and Pratt's going to be like, "Oh, that's not that doesn't sound like me at all." Yeah, that's probably. I thought yeah. my thought was that like the Toads are going to make a talking doll of Mario. That could be too, but the video game that's better. Yeah, and it's going to look like classic mario yeah, like one. mario's or like mario 64 or something, something like that yeah 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 all right so yeah let's talk about some things we've been doing um so have i ever told you about uh vampire survivors it's a it's a game that just came to the phones i think we've talked about it before i think we have <laughs> and uh I, at the time i was like oh, i'll have to check that out and so i checked it out and i've put a lot of time into it it'll do that it's a lot a lot of time <laughs> Man, you 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 reached the top of the the shovel knight dig charts, and now you had to get into something else. You know, I I have to be number one at something else. <laughs> <laughs> You've tasted the the I, glory, tasted victory, the I've, glory I've of kissed victory. The brass ring, and now it's time to continue. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be on uh, games done quick next year. That's it for something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good games done quick yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I I haven't played Vampire Survivor since I unlocked the the dairy. Factory the or dairy something? factory sucks. That's a terrible level. It's really, really bad. But uh, but I've been going through. I've been playing it. I've been unlocking it. Um, so what it is basically, you are a single tiny pixel character running around a huge map with wave after wave after wave of expendable enemies coming directly in your right in your direction. They're, Nonstop, and they're, and they're barely enemies. Like there's, they're they're just moving targets basically. Yeah. And um, you are just running around uh, collecting pickups for different power-ups, different weapons, what have you. And, and you, like, don't actively shoot the bad guys. No, your, you're your just guy walking is around. constantly attacking, yeah. and you're just moving him to it line up the, the attack. It is the ultimate idle, brain-off, do-nothing is, is game. It, is it kind of like a bullet hell? It is a reverse bullet hell because you are the bullet hell. Hmm. Yeah. You, are the, you are the single target shooting out a million... A million dots. different dots <laughs> at and and waves and and things like that. Um, well, it, like, and you want to get close to the bullets. Like, yeah. If the the bad guys are were the bullets, like you want to be close to you want to be close to them. Of, yeah. 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 And it is again 
brain off. There was nothing there. I mean, there's almost no animation. There's almost no sprite work, really. It's like, I'm not sure if this is true, but it definitely seems like the person that made it paid somebody to make a bunch of Castlevania-esque sprites. Oh, not just Castlevania. There's a character that is just green-haired Bayonetta. (laughs) And their power-up that they start with are guns on their hands and feet. It is just green-haired Bayonetta from Bayonetta 1. Nice. Uh, well, like, the, the first female character you're unlock is named Imelda. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, the naming conventions of it are ridiculous. Um, I believe it, it was originally designed by one guy, and I believe he's Italian, so that's why everything is slightly Italian-themed. Oh, it's, that explains some of the translations, yeah. Like, the candelabra is the... Ca- a candelabrador. Yeah. It is it is the Italian equivalent of taking a Japanese game and doing a bad English port. The um, <laughs> all your base are belong to us. It's like that, but for Italian Italian to English. The game is competent, and I tell you what, it runs better on a phone screen than it does on a PC because it on a PC it basically burns your I, I never You're, had a problem. With really? That. See, I yeah. Well, I, my computer's a little bit older, and it it it, it kind of it it starts chugging a little bit there near minute t- twenty nine, minute thirty. And I played it a lot on the Xbox Series mm. X, and it's good there too. Oh, cool. I, I never had any slowdown. Okay, well, cool. But it's you know it. You're literally but just yeah. It, it's not on the Switch for it's not on the for Switch. that reason. There's a very good reason <laughs> yeah. it's not on the Switch. Yeah, um, poor Switch. Uh, right. Like I love the Switch, but. Oh, little guy! It, it's <laughs> it's time is over. They need it needs they, to be put to bed. Which they is need to, which they is, need to innovate and move on to the switch two. Yep, new switch, electric boogaloo, crystal switch. <laughs> oh my god! What if they went back to doing that? Like doing Super like switch. the clear plastic, like official, like yeah. oh yeah, like they did for like the Game Boy and the sixty four and all that stuff. The transparent purple the Game Boy tra- color. Transparent purple. Yes. Yeah. That yes. was the only Game Boy color color you could get when it came out was that purple one. Not true. You could also get Pokemon Yellow themed. Oh, because that's true. I had the Pokemon Yellow themed. Well there was also like that like I saw a couple of the solid ones that were like a real loud color. Yeah, those were later though. Mm-hmm. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. I remember those commercials though. Initially, it was transparent purple because me and my brother both had the same color because that's the one. What do they call it? Electric purple or something like I think that? So. It was something. You yeah, know, it was you, something extreme. For I the wish. I wish the 90s, early two thousands. I wish the Sherbert Orange GameCube wasn't Japan only. Yeah. Yeah. The Nintendo sixty four I have is transparent green. Nice. Oh, I remember that one. And then there was like that 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 really like deep blue Pokemon one. That had with like the, the Pikachu with the on Pikachu it. With the Pikachu on it. Power yeah. switch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one's worth a, a pretty penny, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same with the Donkey Kong Nintendo 64 controller. The yellow. the yellow, and it has little brown spots on the top and bottom because it looks that like That was weird... not a controller. That was a, ski- that was a neoprene skin that you put over the controller. It was a limited edition controller that was an award. Gerard for, has it, right? Because Gerard the Completionist <laughs> yeah. has one. Does he? Uh-huh. I've seen the cover. You got it from like the Nintendo Power Magazine or something. Something like that. And yeah. now they're selling for like, just the cover is selling for like $200. I I actually read a comic, which is usually like a really? comic it's comic? not my, per, like my area of expertise. What's this? But... I'm playing video games and you're reading yeah. comics? What's, what is this world going coming to? I, I read the complete collection of Evan Dorkin's Eltingville Club. Oh, Eltingville's good stuff. It was very good. It, it's about a a club of like late mid-90s nerds that meet up and argue and fight about nerd stuff. The embarrassing kind of nerd. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, us... No, the ones no, that we the, try not to be. Yeah, we desperately yeah. try not to be these guys because they they are the epitome of everything wrong with fandom. Is basically the gist of it. Oh, so you read a comic about Star Wars fans? I mean, I yeah, yeah, one of them would be. One of them would be. Yeah, yeah. they each character has a a nerd specialty. Like the the main character, Bill. He's the comic guy. Josh. There's a guy named Josh. He's the sci-fi guy. There's always one of us. Yeah, and there's a <laughs> horror guy and a, a role-playing game guy. Mm-hmm. 
They they uh, tried to do a, an animated series of it. There's a pilot. Yeah, it's a very good the pilot. The pilot's really good, but it was ahead of its time. Yeah. I don't think people were ready for that kind of that humor. level of really specific. You know what? In in 10 years from that time, Big Bang Theory had hit, and it was a lot of the same jokes when they weren't doing science yeah. specific jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of similar. Like, like when they all dressed as the Flash and they said, yeah. hey, look, everyone line up behind me so we can look like with the Flash running. That is kind of like. Like if they were all of. very angry. Oh, yeah. That was the <laughs> yeah. other thing. Yeah. They're all incredibly but, angry because that's 90s. 90s nerds. Yeah. Is before it was socially acceptable to be into this kind of stuff. There's a lot of resentment for yeah. being like, I like this thing and no one understands me. Arr. Yeah, th there's no female character in the group because there wouldn't be. There wouldn't, wouldn't be make at sense. that time in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Girls don't like that stuff, but also we want girls to be in our spaces. But when they come into their spaces, we're incredibly weird at them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's And gatekeep. Yep. yep. And this is all stuff that they that they cover in the series. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, yeah. The series is really good. Yeah, and it's, it's a full, complete story. There's an mm -hmm. epilogue for all the characters and what what happens to it, them when they grow it up. It took him years to come up with that epilogue, though. It was like put out years later, I believe. Um, yeah, well, it it's it goes all the way from like '94 to like the mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And the the epilogue is is dark. Things don't go good for these guys because they're so messed up. Yeah, well, they're all you know misanthropic. Kinda. Yeah, they're. One of them is okay. You, yeah, one of them ends up okay, but the rest of them you don't. You're not supposed to like them. No, they're not good. They're not good people. They're, you're not supposed to like them. They're almost. They almost have an always sunny thing about them Kinda, too. Yeah, like you don't want to see them succeed either because they're so actively awful. Rooting all, actively them. awful. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite uh, storyline was the they do a, a Twilight Zone marathon where uh -huh. they all try to stay up through all like. 30 hours of the sci-fi channel twilight zone marathon and they, they of course have a hard time and then they dip into no doze and freak out and then they dip into one of the guy's mom's pills and like gets really weird oh uh, <laughs> yeah it's a yeah yeah it was great it's a good though. series yeah it was something that i'd been meaning to read like ever since i saw the pilot on adult swim way back in the day i'm like and I looked up and saw it was from a comic. I'm like, I bet I'd really like that. And then I didn't get around to reading it until now. Mm -hmm. I know you said like watching like the pilot on TV and stuff and like Adult Swim. And all for some reason in my brain it just popped up. Man, I miss Mission Hill. I want to watch it's Mission Hill. It's very similar. It's yeah, similar tone to Mission Hill. It's the same like indie comics Gen X. Like yeah, Mission Hill is more slacker. Yeah, these yeah. guys are a little more kind of on edge and negative. And Evan Dorkin's art is so good. Oh, it's, it's so really detailed good. and like also the, the fact that his name is Dorkins. Yeah, Evan Dorkin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well you see he did a comic series that was just called Dork. Yeah. Oh, I remember that one. I remember he did Dork. Dork. He, he did, did um, Milk and Cheese. Milk and Cheese was another one big one that he did that was like a, a gag a strip kind of thing. I really wish I would have had more access to like these nineties like oh, indie sure. comics back yeah. in the day. It really seems like your your yeah. jam. Yeah. If if it would have been more accessible to me, then I probably would have drawn more comics. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you borrow. Have you ever read uh, Scud the Disposable Assassin? No. I'm gonna let you borrow the uh, the omnibus that I have. It's it is like right there, 90s Gen X indie comic. Um, it's about this modern futurish kind of thing where you um you basically put a coin in a mis it's it's very um. A Jonah Vasquez ask. Oh, cool! Uh, you put a a coin in a in a vending machine and order a robot to go and and you know do a, do a murder. Do a murder. Well, at one point he gets zapped or shocked or something like that, and he kind of realizes that once he finishes the contract, he is self to self destruct. So he puts his target on life support and constantly has to take jobs to pay to keep. His huh. original target on, on life, life support, support so, so he, he doesn't, doesn't explode. And there's a whole bunch. Of, there is a, um, a Godfather slash Shogun Warriors um, <laughs> giant robot <laughs> section. And there's a whole thing with, it, again, it goes very like early Jonan Vasquez, yeah. Invader Zim style that was stuff. Johnny yeah. the Homicidal Maniac 
the trade paperback was the only indie comic I had as a yeah. kid, and I just read it over and over mm-hmm. again. I mean, same. Yeah. I've gone. I can't tell you how many times I've had to rebuy that book because I just the, the binding just fell apart. Well, the, yeah, the binding on that print run was very bad to begin. <laughs> Devil's with. Do not Devil's Do Publishing. Um, it was Devil's uh, Do SLG. Slave labor graphics. Slave labor graphics. Slave graphics. Yeah, Slave labor graphics. It, it. All their books are bound like cr- are crud. Oh yeah. I don't know why they're, they're like they're just barely glued in oh, there. Oh, they're they trash. get dusty and fall apart. Yeah, yeah they're, the they're spine trash. Literally turns to dust. It's probably what they could afford. They're not. Well, a big they're, not, they're not huge. That's very true. <laughs> like I remember when point. I was in. I remember when I was in high school and I was doing my senior project, and I chose because I was in the, a graphic field. I wanted to interview a comic artist for my for my senior project mm-hmm. and i sent a letter to slave labor graphics and asked if i could get an interview with jonah vasquez obviously i got a no yeah. <laughs> sure because you, jonah yeah. didn't do anything you were either gonna get a no or get something really weird back uh, i know <laughs> yeah i know but i don't think it even reached his desk uh, i, I kind of wish he would have got a weird something, letter or something, something. Weird. i know yeah. i would have framed that because oh, yeah. i own jonah vasquez's like collected works sure like I own all the Johnny stuff. The I feel sick. Uh, Squee. Everything can be beaten. The bad art collection. All those stupid books. All the graphic novels yeah. you can find in a hot topic in exactly. the late two thousand. Exactly. The early 2000s. Exactly. He, yeah. He streams now on Twitch. He's pretty. He does. He's funny. Oh, does he? He's pretty funny. Yeah. He's always been funny. He's funny. Streaming. Well, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's kind of funny. Like going back and thinking of like the humor I really consumed when I was younger was pretty much Jonah Vasquez. Homestar Runner and Foamy the Squirrel. Oh, sure. That was like all I ever did growing up or when I was younger. You know what? Replace um, Jonah Vasquez for Ben Enlin and oh, uh, yeah. The Tick. Original yeah. classic The Tick. Um, Spoon! It was pre-Spoon, pre, mm. or pre-Arthur, pre-all that stuff where he was, yeah, the original couple of Tick comics. I mean, still really goofy, but they definitely had that indie comic black and white edge to yeah, them. Yeah. Almost almost like the original uh, uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where they were really kind of serious and whatever. Yeah, gritty and gritty and they're actually like, like ninja assassins. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, my my entire humor was formed by probably Homestar Runner, Mystery Science Theater, mm-hmm. and um like the LucasArts point and click adventures. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Including, yeah, including Sam and Max and all of their assorted adventures. comics. Mm-hmm. There's another indie comic from the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sam and Max. Yeah. So to get back on the track of like a uh, uh, check it outs, we watched uh, Netflix's Wendell and wild. I watched that too. It was, I liked it. I liked it a lot too. Uh, it definitely had a, like not quite as clean as Leica. But it was still a, like a decent like stop motion. Yeah, so film. the stop motion was gorgeous. Uh, I was surprised at how big like the, at the end of the movie they show during the credits they show like how behind the, the scenes figures. stuff. I was yeah surprised by how big the figures and like well, uh, it's Belzer's like, big hand. Yeah, well it's it's like that for it was like that for all the like films and stuff. They always showed like the. Uh, I think even Nightmare Before Christmas did it during their credits where like they showed the puppeteers doing the stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. The, it's the same director as Nightmare Before Christmas, uh Henry Selleck. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. The you know, the guy who actually directed the film and not Tim Burton. Yeah. Like everyone, you know, <laughs> sure. attributes it to. Oh sure. He just produced it. Yeah, it, it's Henry Selleck and uh Key and Peel. Yep. Produced by Oh nice. Produced by Jordan Peele's production company. Oh, that's quality. But, but then. the two Wendell and Wilde are voiced Keen by Keen Peel. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they're Keen Peel demons. <laughs> but was, no Oh, go ahead. No, but it was very good. Oh really dark and serious for a pseudo kids movie. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's edgier than you would think. The whole opening is weird because it's like this afterworld fair that really does nothing for the movie it's just a sequence it's just an odd sequence well, that's that's where they're trapped where well, yeah. uh, Wendell and Wilde are trapped working in this like hell carnival by their by their, their dad, dad. Mm. and they they want to make their own yeah they want to design their, car- own, they carnival, want their own carnival but, but he doesn't want to make any changes to the carnival uh gotcha and then um oh my god I can't remember I the, know it, the main character's name that's not Wendell or Wilde the girl cat yeah her name is Cat. She is uh, eventually is revealed that she is a what they call a hell maiden. 
and she can somehow summon a summon demons that are bonded to her, which mm. are, happen to be Wendell and Wild. Nice. And they just see the, see their opportunity to go to the world. Uh, James Hong is a voice in it. Quality. Yep. He's the head. He's the headmaster of a Catholic, a failing Catholic school. Mm. And then there's like this evil corporation that's coming into the town that like. There are so many story threads in this. Yeah. It's, well, don't it's, don't spoil it. Yeah, it's kind of new, right? So, oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's been out. It's been it out. came out around Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, okay, it so came out about Halloween. Yeah, but still, don't don't yeah. get too spoiled. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. But there's just a lot of things going on. Like there's this town, and there was a brewery, and then the brewery burned down, and it basically killed the town. Mm. Kind of a Tommy Boy s kind of <laughs> thing. Okay. Um, sure. Oh, the soundtrack rules. Oh yeah, the soundtrack is. It's all like punk and and a little bit of ska and like nice. very good. There's a special song in it, so <laughs> you're you're hitting all the right points for me for to watch this. It's a very good. It's a, it's a very good film. Yeah, I just, I okay. wish it was a little funnier. Yeah, it's, it's not like a constant laugh out loud funny thing, mm-hmm. but it's still an enjoyable movie. Cool. Yeah. All right. But right no, I, I I definitely it's def- if you like that jaunt like that style of film like you know. You know, like your uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, or you know anything from Leica. Yeah. If you have a taste for the the dark and spooky, if you finished Wednesday mm. by yeah. chance and wanted something else that was equally spooky, yeah. it's a good place to go. My, my folks have started watching uh, Wednesday, and they really like yeah, it. We just finished it just yesterday. Yeah. It, it was. It's really good. I have no complaints. Um, the mystery kind of. Ties itself up a little too conveniently all oh. in the very last episode. Gotcha. But even then, like, it's a good time. Okay, cool. I hear it's doing um, uh, Stranger Thing numbers. It's People are really, really, really getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm glad. I, it yeah. needs a second season. It does. I mean, they, they leave it hanging for more mysteries for Wednesday to solve. <laughs> Great. No, awesome. No, she is de- yeah, Wednesday is definitely like, you know, child detective- yeah, I th- and I think that's a great direction. That's, that's a good thing to give her something to do like that. Also, I mean, they do kind of open her up into being less of the deadpan, serious, dark entity that she is. Well, yeah, that's that's the th- one of the through lines of the yeah. show is her learning to open up a and be bit. like you know mm-hmm. an actual person. Yeah, yeah, and um, not this Wednesday character i guess i wish i wish fred armison wasn't uncle fester i don't care for <laughs> i don't care for that that is i mean he's he's fine he's in fine, it but, but also fred he, armison and you know what but also he's not in it very long true but if they could do a season two he'll probably show up yeah. and also something's not right with that guy <laughs> yeah like well, his ex-wife described he she said that uh his greatest impersonation of all was that of a regular human being. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, he, he's a fine actor. He's funny in the stuff that he's in. Like Portlandia is great. Yeah. And he was fine on, on SNL and stuff like that. <laughs> but I don't know. Every time I see Fred Armisen, I go, yeah, boy, there's just something, something in the back of my head. That's like, I can't put my finger on it. Yep. There's yeah, just exactly. something not there. I can't I, tell you what it is, but... And, and maybe that's the appeal that people have with him because he keeps showing up in TV shows. That's, yeah, it's and that's like, the other thing. I'm like, why does he have to be in everything? He is. <laughs> he has a bit part as weird guy in everything. Yeah. And, and he, he doesn't... Well, I mean, he looks enough like Fester in the show to he, pass. Sure. I mean, you, you could have hired somebody you, better. You throw enough white makeup on anybody and yeah. they're Fester. I mean, Fester's supposed to be a kind of a bigger guy and Fred Armisen isn't. Sure. No, they just throw him in a big coat. Yeah. And, he ev- just and, every, the- and every shot of him is either him hunched over or an extreme close up. There are no wide established shots of Uncle yeah. Fester. They could have been somebody else that would have been better. Sure. I like how they just he just kind of has electricity powers now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. Yeah, he just kind of shoots of... electricity out, which is like fair enough. They kind of they do know, that in the in the original yeah, show she, and stuff like that. Before it was just like he could run a lot of volts through himself. I think yeah. was kind of the thing, but it's a it's a reasonable uh, extrapolation of that. If you're <laughs> if you're going to be making a a, a a Adam's Family show that has superpowers as one of its conceits, oh then, yeah, then it almost def- that fits. Almost, yeah. almost everybody has some kind of superpower. Wednesday has a power. Morticia has a power. The only one that really doesn't seem to have a power are like Pugsley, Gomez, Gomez. and yeah. Lurch. Is 
okay, is Morticia's power something to do with plants? No. no. Because because that that's always, whenever I th- uh, think of the Adams family and Morticia Adams, I think of the scene. Her, gar- her garden. Her garden, and she's clipping the rose heads off of the- I mean, she does it in the vines. show. She does it in the well, show. Well, sure, because that's like an iconic- yeah. Scene. Okay. See. Well, don't spoil it okay. for me, because because uh, I am going. I I swear I do watch things sometimes, <laughs> and I will sit down and watch this because it does sound very good. But uh, yeah, don't oh, spoil. Man. Wednesday's yeah. clunky shoes. She has these huge shoes. You gotta have big boots. You gotta. Yeah, well, it's not even boots. just big boots. Like her normal shoes have like a heel on. Like, oh yeah, she's got whole, big old creepers. Yeah, she's got nice. big old. Chonky shoes. Nice, nice. She's, I don't know if they're to make her taller. Or probably, what. yeah. Jenny Ortega is probably like real short. She's not. She's <laughs> not a. She's not real big. I th- her outfits are always excellent. Oh yeah. Except for she has one like checker print sweater vest that just does not. Do, oh yeah. Do anything for me. Really. It makes her, it makes her look like ska Wednesday Adams. <laughs> it like, does. It I'm does. <laughs> it's like a real loose knit. Like black and white checkered sweater. Yeah, if you're going to drop ska Wednesday, <laughs> I'm going. I'm there to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. And with that, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to get into some news. Hi everyone, I'm Greg Dunham, the host of Long Play here on WZMO. Long Play is a show that appeals to music lovers of all ages. Here's an example. I love Long Play. There you have it. A completely unsolicited endorsement for one of our youngest fans. Grandpa, where's my candy? Ellie, be cool. Grandpa! Ellie and I would like to invite you to tune in to Long Play every Friday at 11 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on 104.7 WCMO. Hey, we are back from the break. We just took an extended break talking about the good old days. Not for air. <laughs> the the Eltingville Club took us back to yeah, they uh, did. It did. Talking those about days. Yeah, yeah. The good old comic book shop days, the good old The pe- early aughts. Yes. Luckily you guys didn't burn down any comic book shops. We did not. No. We did not. Because no. that, that does happen in Eltingville. <laughs> it does. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's get into uh, some of the news. We definitely didn't do this take four times. <laughs> you can't go wrong with some queen. You can't go wrong. Well, there's one you way you almost, can go wrong. You shut up. <laughs> you almost clicked the check it out jingle again. I sure <laughs> did. I sure did. That would have been that would have been some icing on the cake. Well, we're about to check it out. Some news. <laughs> <laughs> check it out. Let's go. Let's go. It's me, Mario. Mario. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. So let's talk about some stuff. Uh, let's start with the first one on the list here. So the DC um, Cinematic Universe is getting a big shakeup. They recently announced that um, they have hired James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad sequel, you know, The Suicide Squad. Peacemaker also. Oh, Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, He has been uh, hired as like the creative head. And he's the Kevin, the Kevin Feige. He's going to be the Kevin Feige of the DC uh, is it Feige or Feig? Feige. Feige? Yes, it is It is Feige. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, James Gunn is going to be uh, kind of spearheading all this stuff. You know what? And Fine. Warner Brothers needs somebody who actually is not afraid of the comic source material to make goofy movies. See, that's... And I thought they had that in Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns was... Um, yeah. He was he was the kind of the head. He was in that position before. And he was a comics guy. He, he was, was a comics guy. Comics. But the problem is all, a lot of his comics are the grim, gritty Zack Snyder style. He's... That guy? He's yeah. that guy. And also Jeff Johns is very much... He was the one... He was the dude behind bringing Hal Jordan back in the comics and Barry Allen back in the comics. You know, all those a, those a lot dead the, Green Lanterns well, and, and a, Dead Flash. A lot of so in DC Comics, quick sidebar, um, th- it's a lot of legacy characters. A lot of like the second Flash, the third Green Lantern, that sort of thing. And Jeff oh. Johns was behind bringing back a lot of these classic characters from the 60s. There is 
And while those classic characters are great, I love them. There is one glaring issue in that they're all brown haired white guys. <laughs> Almost every single one of them. Yeah. The fl- I mean, the Flash is blonde, but nine times out of ten, it's a brown haired white guy. And when you have someone who is mired in nostalgia, who is bringing back all the characters that he read in comics when he was a kid in the in the 70s and you have these characters, it doesn't you end up inadvertently whitewashing your comic line. Anyway, he was in charge of the DC movies. He's not anymore. Now it's James Gunn. And along with that came a, a big announcement, basic, <laughs> basically clearing the board, basically canceled Wonder Woman three um, announced that Henry Cavill is no longer going to be playing Superman after they announced that he was not <laughs> only announced, but he showed up in, in black, black Adam. Adam. Yeah. Like the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. Uh, Which is the story of the DC Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Between that and the DC or the Discovery purchase and everything else, I mean, everything was just up in the air. There was a whole lot of wasted money, some wasted potential. That just unlocked a, a news topic. They there was a thing where DC um Warner and Discovery had canceled a proposed Batman movie. The Michael Keaton one? The Michael the Batman yeah, one. Beyond one. The, it was going to be Batman Beyond. It was going to be Terry McGinnis with old Bruce Wayne. With with Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton playing old Bruce Wayne. It was in the books, and Michael Keaton had signed on, and then they canceled it. Ugh. It was going to be awesome. It was going to be great. because Oh, they could have found a way to mess it up. Oh, well, <laughs> well yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, sure. But but Batman Beyond is is... As cheesy as it kind of was at times, is remembered fondly by most fans. Oh, yeah, it's the a shock good show, you say, yeah. huh? The shock you say. <laughs> uh, but, I loved Batman Beyond. It's so good. Yeah, but this people are kind of up in arms a little bit about this whole clearing of the board and and getting rid of canceling Wonder Woman and Superman and all that stuff. Like like Wonder but, Woman three getting canceled is kind of a bummer, but also Wonder Woman two wasn't that good. It wasn't that great. I don't know how much of that was studio meddling and how much of that was. I mean, with all of the Warner brothers movies, it's outside of very few. It's pretty much all studio meddling. <laughs> that's very, true. that's I a mean, good point. The only reason the first wonder woman was so good. is like, well, no one cares about a woman's superhero. So they didn't even touch it. They just let Patty Jenkins do what she wanted. And it turned into a good movie, except for that last, that third act. Even that's not bad. And that's the third act's not terrible. No, it, it just, is. It did, but it did turn into just a standard CGI punch fest. Yeah. CGI monstrosity nightmare. Yeah, uh, the that's, fact that's that, what movies are now. I know <laughs> the fact that you it could is. see his face through the helmet and he just looked goofy. They should have just blacked out his face <laughs> and gave him like fire red eyes or something. Professor Lupin, yeah, lying up in the yeah, air with, yeah, his, with, with his, his Greek helmet. Yeah, with his stupid Ares God of War uh, armor. Yeah. <sighs> uh, did we just spoil Wonder Woman one? Oh no! Oops. Oops. Oops, spoiler Pat, for this 10-year-old movie. Patty Jenkins got to make two. Like, let somebody she else has, make yeah. a... Give someone else a chance. Why not? Give it to Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. the, the Barbie movie trailer looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's, it looks hilarious. They do a very funny um, 2001, 2001 reference. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And the couple of quick shots that they have of the actual film, it looks like it's not... It is definitely not taking place in reality. It is everything is hot pink. It, it is almost like the mindscape of kids playing with. Oh, the what if dolls. what if this is like Lego Movie with Barbies? It's either that or either Barbie gets sucked into our reality Real world somehow, where you have an enchanted uh, situation. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, though, I would be fine with either one of those. Though when she like pulls down her sunglasses and she like winks at the camera. And she makes this face. I'm like, that is the exact same Harley Quinn face she's made in almost everything she appears in. Well, I mean, it's it Margot works. Robbie. It's Margot I mean, Robbie. It's, her, it's, her, it's yeah. like her signature look. It's Margot Robbie or possibly Samara Weaving. I can't tell the difference <laughs> between the two. <laughs> I they wish... escaped the clone factory over in Australia. They, they crawled out of the same billabong. They, they did. They did. It's it's like the scene in Two Towers when it shows them making orcs, like pulling them out of the mud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's yeah, mar- blonde Margot Robbie, but, it, but it's beautiful Australian women. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the same one carbon copied over and over. They're all like, you see him like 
underneath Warner Brothers is like a clone vet too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but people- yeah, if you would have told me I would be excited to see a film based on Barbie, I would have been like, no, yeah, but honestly, right? it looks hilarious. It looks great. It looks like they are not taking it serious. Oh, like, no. I mean, they're not going to take it serious like, at like, all There's anyway, like a, a couple of like, quick hits. It looks like they're all doing musical numbers. Oh, yeah. It, it had Ryan Gosling in there. Uh, Samu, uh, uh, Samu Lau. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Simu, Simu, Simu Liu. Yeah. From uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, the 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 Shang Chi guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's in there, and I think he is another Ken, an Asian Asian Ken. <laughs> yes. I I hope there's a lot of deep cut Barbie references for people who know that type of thing. Oh yeah, I hope they deserve that. Where's Skipper? Where's yeah. Is is she a midge? Midge, yeah. <laughs> is she a an astronaut and also a school teacher and also a dentist? A dentist. I want this to be like the Buckaroo Banzai of like yeah. girl toy movies. Yeah. Why I not? Ho- I hope there's like an after credit scene with like either the brats or like the monster. I don't. <laughs> we're we're gonna live in a world where there are two very bad GI Joe movies and an excellent Barbie one, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> I forgot about the G.I. Joe movies. <laughs> I wish I could forget about the G.I. Joe movies. Two increasingly terrible G.I. Actually, there's three. Because there's the Snake Eyes movie, oh, which Snake I have not Snake Eyes is, is okay. It's okay. Snake Eyes is okay. Uh, it's actually kind of enjoyable in parts. Um, That's better than the other two, because the well, other two are not enjoyable at any point. Well, unfortunately, the second one does take place during Rocktoberfest because he was Roadblock in the second in GI Joe Retaliation. Oh yeah, it does after, count. after they killed all the other GI Joes in the first scene. In the first scene, yeah, yeah. It's it's very much like there's old the old Hasbro animated movies where they kill all your favorite characters so they could sell you new toys. Transformers. Yeah, and the G.I. Joe movie. Duke is dead. Duke's not dead. He's in a coma, but he's okay. <laughs> he's okay off screen. Off screen yeah. in ADR. Yeah. At least at least they had the, the gumption to keep <laughs> Prime dead for a little while. <laughs> for a while. And then they had zombie evil Prime. Mm-hmm. I was once a man. <laughs> That's all Cobra Commander does. That whole movie is I just know. saying that over and over around being sad and talking about how he's he's a snake man now, yeah. <laughs> even though he had a, like a snake lisp the From whole time. Cobra Law, Cobra Law. And oh God, that movie is terrible. Serpentor. Also, Sergeant Slaughter's there. Yeah, the professional wrestler. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter was the best. He's, oh, yeah. he's a real man, but also a GI Joe toy. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And his whole wrestling persona was the fact that he is the G.I. Joe. I, I've watched a lot of the G.I. Joe cartoon because it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> i tell you what, that movie is one step away from having the refrigerator Perry showing up with his rocket launching football cannon. <laughs> That yeah. is, like the second season of the cartoon, like they, they start getting real wild with the characters. They, they do. I've speak G.I. Joe. There was. Okay, so everyone makes jokes about Shipwreck. And Even though and, he's the best character and, on the show. And Snow Job yeah. because he has a great name. Have you ever seen the toy for the Ice Cream Warrior? No. <laughs> yeah, look it up. I mean, it's just a generic soldier that they that they painted in hot neon colors and they called him the Ice Cream Warrior. <laughs> And while Josh is looking that up, we're going to talk about the other trailer we have here. There was a trailer for the next Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Is that what? Yeah, that's what it's called. Across Across the the Spider-Verse. It's Into the Spider-Verse was the first one. Across the Spider-Verse is the second one. There's a lot of Spider-Mans in this one. There is a whole lot. There is a whole lot. Even the PlayStation Spider-Man game Spider-Man is in it. Yeah, the PS1. No, the the PS4 one. the, the The PS1 classic retro spider-man the, the never soft spider-man the never soft oh, nice. spider-man with the weird eyes and the and the angular <laughs> like body yeah he's ice in cream it too. soldier ice cream soldier not ice cream warrior yeah that's the one it's the ice cream soldier <laughs> for some reason he has a flamethrower well he has to fight the ice cream <laughs> it's like the, the tomb of the ice cream soldier <laughs> May his sacrifice never be. Yeah. May his sacrifice never be uh, forgotten. Oh, uh, 
Oh man! Thank you for your. <laughs> but there's so many. Thank spider- you for your soft service. Your soft- <laughs> Well, you just got the episode title. I did. I really did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all the Spider-Mans. Uh, Spider-Woman looks like Missy Knight. Yeah, uh, which is yeah, fine. she does. It's and cool. that's, that's cool because the, the, the regular Spider-Woman costume is kind of generic. Yeah. And also... Her second one looks a lot better. Her though. second one is a lot better The because they redesigned it to look almost like the Batgirl um, Babs Tar yeah. Yeah, yeah, redesigned yeah, yeah. it because it's a jacket with, with leggings instead of... Um, Man, um, the the web of the Spider Women was a really good comic. It was with her Spider Gwen and Silk. I I where's Supida Man? He's supposed to be there. He I, is supposed to be there. They um, and they are hinting that they got the original actor. Oh man, because you watch that documentary that they yeah. did, right? He was so enthused about being spider-man <laughs> i have a feeling they could add they could offer him scale like payment at scale and he would probably do a couple of lines in japanese and and move on but uh no the uh, spider spider punk is going to be in there <laughs> he's not in the trailer but he's going to be in there and he's played by the guy from get out uh the guy from get out the main guy from get out the main guy from get out i can't remember the main guy from get out I don't know. He's the one that had to get out. They had to get out. <laughs> um, I I exclusively wore the Spider Punk suit in the PlayStation uh-huh. 4 Spider Man game. It's a great game. costume. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, uh, great costume. Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. He was also in uh, Black Panther. He was the rhino writer that ah, Akoya's husband. Akoya's husband. Yeah. But yeah, there's going to be so many different Spider Men and Spider Women. The, in the, the amazing Bagman's in there. Yeah, I saw amazing him. Amazing Bagman. Spider Monkey's in there. Werewolf yeah, Spider Man from Werewolf Universe. I I'm excited for more Peter B. Parker. I yes. love that that character so much in the other. Oh, he's such a schlub. Yeah. You think he's gonna have his act together in this one though? Absolutely not. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> there uh, he was jumping around with like a baby Bjorn, like Yeah, he's harness. got a kid now. He's got apparently. a kid, yeah. Oh, a spider him, baby. Mm-hmm. Him and him and Mary Jane made up. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. You don't know. Oh, what if it's like Felicia Harding's kid? Oh, the black hat? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in one of the more recent Spider-Verse comics, there is a black hat that is a spider, but she's like a thief still. I hope they put black hat in this. There I hasn't do too. Been, she should be in a movie somewhere. She should be in the MCU, but well, the, well, she's tied up with the so- yeah. she's on the Sony side of things. They were working on one. It was Silver Sable and Black Cat, and it fell through. But they had been working on it at some point. The villain of the movie is going to be the Spot, voiced by Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great. Good villain. Yeah, he's a good villain. He's a character. He's a great yeah. villain. And the Spot is one of my unsung favorite Spider-Man villains. He's definitely not. He's not top tier. He's not even like B tier, <laughs> but a guy who can throw, you know, in cartoons where they have like the, uh, they can throw like portable a, a, hole. a portable hole on the wall or whatever and, and jump through them. That's the spot. He is a living, walking portable hole that he can punch like across a room by th- punching into one of his portable holes and teleporting across the room. Kind of like an America Chavez. Kinda, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and I have a feeling except it, not as visually interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but the spot is great. He he was on a couple episodes of the of the Spider Man animated series yeah, back from in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I actually, one. think David Warner was the voice of him, the the scientist from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: Secret of the Ooze. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's not on the list, but it kind of ties in a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, Donald Glover. I was just going to say. Oh, yeah. In other spider news, there's other spider news. Hey, who here remembers the Hypno Hustler? Uh, today was the first time I'd ever heard of that character. <laughs> uh, sadly, I knew of the Hypno Hustler. <laughs> he is a one-time Spider-Man villain from the 80s. Yeah, he's like a disco disco era musician. But it was he was created after the disco era was over. Kind of weird hypnotic music villain kind of thing anyway sony's decided hey that's spider-man adjacent 
Let's make a movie about him. <laughs> we'll let anybody who wants to do anything Spider-Man related. That's you not Spider-Man. Yeah, we're, we're down. We're Sony. <laughs> hey, you look cool. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. We've had Venom. Yeah. We've had Mobius. If you're any celebrity with any sort of pole oh, at no. all. Oh, no. Is the Hypno Hustler going to cross over with Morbius? <laughs> oh, no. Or maybe Craven. Is it hustling time? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I'm, I'm hustling. I gotta, I gotta more. I'm gonna hustle. <laughs> uh, anyway, Donald Glover is going to be um, starring in and producing. Is he also directing? I don't know. Just, I don't know. I he's just, at least producing and starring in. I just know he's the and partially writing. Partially he's, writing. He's just the hip is there. It's all this, I know. This is this is a Sony Marvel version of the. <laughs> Of the Tommy Wiseau, the room, or it's uh, the, the Red Letter Media calls them the black tank top style films, where you have a writer, director, producer, star, <laughs> quadruple threat, because <laughs> these movies always end up with the with the main actor in some kind of black trench, uh, black tank top, or some sort of like. Like uh, um, except Donald Glover except, is extremely talented. <laughs> except that Donald Glover is extremely talented, but. It's the same kind of concept done right, I guess. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. But no, I'm thinking... It is, of- it is a Sony Spider-Man adjacent, and they've uh, only made two of those that are good. Yeah, if, and if, those are Venom and Venom 2. If you're a celebrity with any kind of cultural cachet, if you pick a random Spider-Man side character, Sony will probably let you make that movie. I'm, I'm waiting for the Rocket Racer movie. Do you remember Rocket <laughs> Racer from the animated series only? Yeah. He had a rocket skateboard, <laughs> and he fought drug dealers. Naturally, now, of course. Let's go from from superhero American superheroes to American superhero inspired anime and manga. Sure. My Hero Academia has a lot of things cooking currently. Yeah, so we're not cooking. Yeah, I guess. well, in the not cooking segment, the creator of the of the manga uh, is unfortunately had to take a sudden. Uh, hiatus from making the sh- making the manga for health reasons, because you know Japanese manga culture. Yeah, they they, they work them themselves to, out. Yeah, I just hope it's not serious, and I hope him the best. Yeah, yeah, I I hope he doesn't go the way of the berserk guy. Yeah, who literally drew himself to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're. Their their crunch culture when it comes to their anything, weekly yeah, just comics. about anything, just about <laughs> anything. But their weekly comics, like the Shonen Jump stuff, it's insane. The amount they're putting in like hundreds of hours a week, and they're the only ones working on. And they're it. the only ones working on. Typically, yeah, and they're just getting. And a lot Oof. of times, their editors come back with like same day rewrites, redraws. It's like, no, we don't like this. Do this. Yeah, it's it's incredibly, and yet. And yet they published that really controversial cover of the Invisible Girl like a month ago. I'm not going to get into that one because it's okay. bad. It's yeah. bad. But uh, in other My Hero news, uh, Netflix has decided they want to do a live action My Hero Academia. Terrible idea. <sighs> yeah. That's Terrible be awful. idea. None of the designs of this show and manga are going to translate. They're going to translate to live action. At They're going to look like bad cosplay. Or they're just gonna look not look right at all. And like they should look at the uh, <laughs> the Death Note movie or yeah. the uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop live action or any well, of those other. Visually, there was nothing wrong with the Cowboy Bebop That's live action. Fair. It was everything else that was. <laughs> well, no. Netflix does not have a good relationship with even, making live even action. Even the actors, the casting was good with Cowboy Bebop. That's... Yeah. Everything was good uh, except, except for, for the Ed. writing and Red, but Ed was only in the last episode. Yeah, it was, it was just the writing that was that missed the point. <laughs> yeah, but either way, Netflix doesn't have a good um, history with this. So. Yeah, and this and this is one of the most popular mangas right now. Right now. Yeah, it's a big it's a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's, this one's right up there with like Dragon Ball and stuff right yeah. now. It's well, it, and they're making a One Piece live action movie they are too. doing a live pe- and uh, that's gonna look one, like garbage yeah. too because none of their powers are gonna translate well i just hope they have the the four kids tv rap <laughs> yo 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 took a bite <laughs> of gum gum, gum. 
part yeah. part of me wonders if I would like One Piece if I got into it, but there's just so much of it. It's oh, so yeah. daunting. It's, yeah, it's it is it is. How it, many chapters are oh, they at? Like over a thousand oh, or yeah. something at oh, this yeah. point? Um they recently put out a cl- a combined collection of the manga, like in one big book. And that book costs over a thousand dollars. And it's it's physically impossible to actually read it. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's a it's the size of a bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. it's like a four foot long book. Uh huh. Yeah, it's dumb. Or I should say four foot thick. Yeah. And I and I don't care for the way that the that he draws women because it's bad. It doesn't look good. He, he literally draws two big circles and then an X underneath. And that's basically the shape of every woman in the show. Yeah. Aside yeah. from like comically large, like that big mama character. Oh, the pi- <laughs> the one pirate queen lady. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, I remember her. She's pretty say, early Martin in the Lawrence. Story. What? Big mama. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go to big mama's house on their way to the grand line. <laughs> they still haven't found it. <laughs> that series has been going on forever and they still haven't found the grand line. Which is the whole point. That's where the one piece is. Exactly. Once they find it, it's done. I like. I know what the show is about, but I've never read it. I've, I think maybe I've seen two episodes of the four kids dub. Just to laugh at like how they turned the cigarettes into lollipops and people put, have yeah. put, smoke it, coming out of their mouths. It put corks. It put corks in the end of the guns. Yeah. The guns, yeah. It's so stupid. I hate, the, I hate four kids stuff. I'm just remembering like the Deke like Sailor Moon era. I love the dub of Sailor Moon. There's oh, there's yeah. nothing wrong with the dub of the, Sailor the Moon. The Cloverweight dub of yeah. Sailor Moon is great. It's it's hilarious. Like I was gonna say it, it's it's not even unintentionally hilarious. I think it's intention intentionally hilarious. It's intentionally hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Have you ever seen the uh, the British dub of the uh, Invader Lum? Yes, of uh, Yuratsu. Yeah, Yurushi Yatsura. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rumiko Takayashi's other work. Yeah, yeah. which I've... actually just got a new series, and it's been and it's been coming out. I know, and I wish it wasn't on High Diver. I would watch it. But like, yeah, but the UK, the I think Ch- it might Channel Four did a, a a dub like a, and they were. Oh, it's hilarious! Purposely it's, bad. It, it's like. Very extremely cockney for some reason. It's well, it's, it's Matt Lucas. Oh, is the main guy, and it was like his his acting oh. troupe. Yeah, and it's a lot of that. that so guy. that so that's why it's super cockney because it was Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas and them. and every every one of his characters is cockney. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, we have time for one more, so uh, let's make it a good one here. Oh no, we have so many too. There are so many, but there's only time. We should probably touch on the Superman situation since that's the big. I thought we did news. talk about that. We didn't talk about Henry Cavill. Oh, oh, okay. Henry well, Cavill. Yeah, is well, not, we can combine two of these. We, yeah. it's fine. we mentioned that it, it, when talking about it, there yeah. Cavill's not going to be doing uh, being. He's not going to be Superman anymore. No. Um, and I think he had probably the classiest send off that I've ever read. Oh yeah, about was good. it. He put on a, a kind of like. You know, you you type up on your notes app on your phone and then take a screenshot of it. Yeah. You know, it's too long for a tweet or whatever. But he basically for said, now for now. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, less said about that, the better. But <laughs> but his his um, response essentially said, don't be sad. These things are fluid. I had my time. Yeah, and now it's someone else's turn. He's not the first Superman and he's not the last Superman. Exactly. Like- yeah. He, Henry Cavill gets it. He gets it. And also, he's going to be in a Warhammer 40K show or movie yeah, or something. Amazon yeah, Amazon is doing a Warhammer 40K with Henry Cavill. And you know that's what he would rather be doing. He would rather be painting <laughs> yeah. Warhammer 40K models. What if what if what if Henry Cavill doesn't actually play? He just paints models. I would watch it. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch that live stream of him building his PC? Uh, yeah. It's hilarious, but also... Man, Amazon. Dude's a nerd. Amazon wanting to do Warhammer 40k. That is a big jump, because that yeah one. There's so much lore involved with 40k. Also, there's a lot of uncomfortable aspects of Warhammer 40k. Are they I, going to do it justice? Do you think? I don't know. Do you think that they picked up this? I mean, they they're not afraid to do the boys. That's that is true. Oh yeah, 
that is true. And they they do push the envelope pretty hard. Not as hard as the comics, but they push it pretty hard in, yeah. in the boys. But, um, but Warhammer 40K is a very dour, very depressing universe. Also incredibly both for in-universe and just, I don't know, is... Yeah. There's a lot of social... I, I can tell this, squidginess. and my only point of reference is the 10 minutes I played Dark Tide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Imperium of Man, the human faction, every aspect of it is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's conscripted into the military. There's constant war, religious zility, and horrible racism. <laughs> so, Starship Troopers... Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Imperial Guard are the 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 ground infantry. Yeah. Um, do you think Amazon picked this up because of because they did that Halo series and the, and someone went, oh. hey, what do we have that's kind of like like Halo, a Halo, like a Halo? Yeah, Could, and it, and yeah. It's space space armor war in space. Yeah, or like what's like a Lord of the Rings but for space, but for space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also picked up a picked up God of War. Yeah, that's true. Which is like a what if a Lord of the Rings but Greek? And yeah, now, and, and now also and now, uh, Norse, Norse and angry. Let's get Christopher yeah. Judge on screen and have him just talk at us for twenty minutes straight. <laughs> Boy, yeah. watch they just do like the newer God of War stuff. They don't even touch the other stuff. They pro- that's probably how it'll go down. Oh which yeah, is kind of a shame. Be, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll do the Greek stuff in flashback, probably. Yeah, yeah, you'll probably just get, like the opening will be like maybe like Kratos killing his family, getting the ashes, showing him like killing Ares like in a silhouette or something, and this. But ninety percent of it's going to be the Norse. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it's going to be because you know, that's because that's the stuff people know, and that's, that's kind of the good stuff. I'm about to say that's also where the good story stuff. Yeah, is. The, yeah, the story in the other games is is pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I was tricked in killing my family, yeah. and now I'm going to kill my actual god family. Because I'm a child of Zeus, because who isn't a child of Zeus in yeah, right. hero Greek mythology? Mm-hmm. And Amazon is also publishing a Tomb Raider game, which is kind of weird. Yeah. So it's doomed, right? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, Amazon's game track record hasn't it hasn't been the worst, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been the, best. the best either. Yeah, it they, has, hasn't they always, been the best. They've had games come out that are big for like a hot minute, and then nobody talks about them ever again. It's mostly how it's gone. Which I guess kind of is how the most recent Tomb Raider games have already gone. Uh, people, yeah, pe- they 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 burned red hot for a minute, but I don't think any I, people don't really talk too much it's about a, the. It's a what? good trilogy. They are sure. good, but they also kind of blend in with the sameness of like the Uncharted games yeah. and the other well, Uncharted, adventure Uncharted, style. Uncharted Eight Tomb Raider's lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those games by all means should have been Tomb Raider games. Why is it that when I think of the new Tomb Raider games, I think of The Last of Us, and I know those properties are not the same. I feel uh, like there's it- a girl with a ponytail on both boxes. That's it. Also, <laughs> at least in the very first game, her outfit is very much like adult Ellie. Yeah, like gotcha. it's dirty green tank top. Yeah, that's it. She's covered in grime and cuts and bruises. And, and Last of Us 2 takes place in the wilderness a lot. Yes. Okay, that's, and the, that's what it is. And the new trilogy is very survival... Survival they, horror. I think they call it like uh, the Laura Croft Survivor series or something like that. Sure. When they... Because you have like, you know, the adventure... Idos, whatever ones, and then you have the the superhero Laura Croft. She's yeah. basically a superhero in those original games. I would oh, like yeah. to see it go back to that. Yes, I like. I prefer a Laura Croft that is impossibly talented at shoot guns and Tomb Raid, like a superhero kind of character, not with powers or whatever, but like exaggerated. It's like Indiana Jones style. Yeah, yeah, she's like Indiana Jones with the Punisher. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because she she's more action oriented than Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones uses his wits to get out of problems. Laura Croft shoots, shoots her way she out. She literally of shoots, shoots her gun. Yeah, yeah she she true. shoots an endangered species for two hours and then gets a. Oh hey, I found these lost this pocket of lost dinosaurs around this you know this fantasy relic thing. Uh, yeah, I better murder all of them. Yeah, <laughs> rockets away. Like Tomb Raider Two opens with you shooting a tiger in the face. Like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and that yeah. stupid ruin? Yeah. 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 All right, well, hey, we have actually hit time here, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. 
Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can send us an email, staff at nerdoverload.com. Uh, you can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out.